0: Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's
1: what the poster said.
0: See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because
1: nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right
0: now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG 13.
1: War Eagle, everyone. Welcome to Boom Tracker. On today's show, I'm joined by, as always, my brother. My other host of this show, you know him from, uh, you know, many many corners of the world. Most recently in the banking business, we've got Dallas Ham. Dallas, what's up, brother? How you doing?
2: War Eagle J-Ho, what's going on?
1: Oh, uh, not a lot, man. I just uh, had quite the day. Actually, the last couple of days spent at the dentist getting my mouth worked on, and whew, it's uh. I don't want to toot my own horn, but me being able to talk today, I feel like this is a, a pretty big feat, so I'm excited to be here, man. I'm excited to join you, talk about some recruiting, recruitments. We've got some big news. We've been kind of on a little hiatus recently, so I'm glad to get back in here and, and you know talk, talk shop with you and chop it up a little bit.
2: Yeah, we're going to talk a little bit of recruitments.
1: You know, when we were talking about the name of the show, my wonderful <clears throat> girlfriend, Laura, kind of threw out... The idea that we call it the recruitments, and we put a an AU in recruitments. Um, I think Boom Tracker has suited us very well, and it's uh, I love the name of the show. So, um, but recruitments was it was in my mind, it was in my heart for a little while.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, we've got. I mean, hey, got to throw a little jab here at the network. We've got the we've got the best name. I mean, you know,
1: we do, we we do, we've and and I and I think Kyle was probably. Um, you know, the one who coined the, the name of, of boom tracker. So shout out to Kyle Loomis, the best in the business, but yeah, boom tracker, I don't think it gets much better than that. Um, and that's just what we do here. We track the booms and there's been, there's been a, an uproar of booms recently, but Dallas, I got to just go off, off of our, our typical, um, theme here, talking sports. I had word a couple weeks ago, I guess it's been close to a month now, um, Auburn picked up a commitment for the class of let's see twenty thirty eight Dallas. I'm having a baby boy.
2: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We 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 needed to talk about that. I I was gonna say something, but then I thought, well, I better let the man himself uh, introduce that uh, little yeah. tidbit to the show. But man, I am so happy. I am just like I'm on like a rush high over the fact that I'm gonna be an uncle. Um, you are. And, you know, just gonna uh spoil little baby hostler with all the Auburn things.
1: Yes, sir. So we're we're still picking a name, but um he's a hard commit to the class of twenty thirty eight for Auburn in uh basketball, baseball, football track. So we've actually got a four star athlete um on the way, about eighteen years away, but uh yeah, he he's gonna be uh a little tiger full full fledged, so Looking forward to that, man. I could never be happier with something like that. And um, you know, super thrilled that uh you got to to watch that over Zoom and that's just kind of the world that we live in right now with Zoom, uh, Microsoft Teams, FaceTime, you know, living in this digital world. And so that kind of brings us to where we're at today, talking recruits and recruitments and tracking these booms. Um, you know, we've we've got some, some big news that's happened over the last you know, a few weeks in the month of May. The month of May has been been really hot for us as we talk about football here today on the show. Um, And, you know, a lot of the stuff wouldn't really be able to happen without the technology that we have. So Dallas, do you want to go ahead and get us started and and start uh, digging into what we've got on today's show?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I think, uh, you know, it's like you said, you know, May has been a really hot month for Auburn in terms of football recruiting and you know you said it you know we've kind of been kind of took a little bit of a hiatus you know things have kind of been a little hectic in our respective areas Um, you know with you and uh Laura finding out you know we're gonna have a, a little boy soon and uh, you know me and Riley have been working on a house so it's just been kind of crazy but in the back of our minds you know we've been watching all this unfold on the recruiting trail and you know for this show you know and you know it's time to you know get back in the swing of things and, and get back on the air but um, just a lot of good news um, a lot of a lot of you know news about basketball too that it came out and you know just some things you know that we kind of Auburn kind of missed out on and and all that stuff but today's a good day to talk about football and uh it's a good day to you know kind of rehash the crazy roller coaster ride that has been May so far you know with with several commits that we have uh acquired over the past month and then also talk a little bit about later just a, a couple of guys to keep an eye on as you know, things start to heat up a little further, you know, as we get closer to football season or or what we hope will be football season. But I think first off, I think the first thing that we need to kind of cover today um, is probably what, in my opinion, is probably the biggest commit over the past month that Auburn was able to snag. And that is a quarterback commit Demetrius Davis, um, the six foot 190 pound four-star quarterback out of North shore high school in Houston, Texas who at one point was committed to Virginia Tech and uh kind of backed off of that and that was uh Chad Morris's number one quarterback on his big board of who he wanted to go out and get and was able to lure him away from Va Tech and and uh you know I'm sure that uh Ben King is very happy about that with his disdain and hatred for Virginia Tech yeah. but uh this is a this is a really uh interesting dynamic with uh davis you know here we here we are we're Mm -hmm. adding another davis to the football Uh, squad like that's a surprise
1: yeah you can't you can't have enough davises at auburn it's like cam if we got a guy named if we get a guy named cam davis i tell you what you better watch out
2: the earth's gonna explode but um this guy is an interesting dynamic and he he's a, a espn 300 quarterback which automatically makes him a very sharp kid um I, you know, there's a lot to be said about uh, Demetrius, um, you know, and that's a name that's probably going to have to come with some practice. You know, it's a little bit different. Um, I don't even know if I'm saying it right. But, you know, once we hear it a couple of times, it'll come natural. But, um, you know, this guy in 2018, he was named the Max Preps National Sophomore of the Year and the District uh, 21-6A overall MVP led north shore to a 16 and 0 record and the texas 6a d1 state title and then last year he led north shore to a 15 and 1 record and a second consecutive uh texas 6a d1 state championship in his junior season
1: before you go before you continue i just want to emphasize what you just said he led north shore there's another player from north shore but uh demetrius was the leader of that team yeah
2: yeah, absolutely. And and you when you watch him and when you see him play, it it's very evident. And and you know, it's it's easy to see um the leadership that he brings to the table. Um and and that he's going to, you know, use to translate that to the next level when he gets to Auburn. Um this kid is uh he he's very sturdy. I mean, he's a very sturdy built kid. Um you know, a little heights a little below average, and, and you know that's that's just part of it. Um, but in terms of of the way that he's built, in the terms of of what he's working with, he's he's rather impressive bulk. Um, and he's not he's not really long, but he's he's a lot like some of the guys we've seen in the past. He's built a lot like a running back, and uh, he's pretty accurate with his arm. Um, really, really had some good performances in some of those championships games that he played in. Um, And and as far as his, his rushing ability and his, his ability to run, he saw a big increase in that this past year as a junior and, and produced rather big numbers on the ground. Um, He, he does really well in high pressure situations, which that just goes to show you about the IQ level, the, the ability to, to compete. And when the, going gets tough he's going to be in the game and and really understand you know what's going on um very efficient uh, good velocity to his ball um and but can improve in that area um and that that's just part of it justin you know when he gets to auburn and he gets to the collegiate level that that all changes you know that all that all improves because he's going to get in the weight room he's going to get to working with coach russell and and things like that and he's going to improve that's just like a kicker's leg you know when they get to college and they start working out it's going to get better they're going to be able to hit from from further distances but um I'm just you know this kid could have went anywhere I mean he really could and and the fact that this was Chad Morris's number one guy I think what it says to me justin is it says that you know him and him and Gus are in kind of fine tune. And I you know a lot of people say, "Well, is he going to give up control of the offense? We don't know, but what I do know is I think that out of anybody that Gus could have chose to come to Auburn and be an offense coordinator, I think Chad Morris is the guy. I think he's the guy that he trusts the most, that he's gonna be more willing to give up control to and to be quite frank with you, Justin, this is really the exactly the type of quarterback that Auburn should have been recruiting for the past five six years. I mean, um, the arm strength is going to shore up eventually and the ability to make plays is going to be a defining factor, um, for him in, in, you know, when Bo Nix eventually leaves Auburn, I think this guy could really step up and be the playmaker that Auburn has needed for, like I said, the past five years, uh, you know, after Nick Marshall, it just seemed like we had kind of left behind the prototypical spread Gus Malzahn quarterback, you know, Sean White wasn't it. Um, You know, really, John Franklin was not it. And uh, this guy, I think, has got all the tools and and all the abilities to run the kind of offense that we should be running at Auburn. And with Gus Malzon and Chad Morris leading the way. And um, to me, it was just, it did my heart a lot of good to see us finally, in my opinion, hit the nail on the head with a quarterback that really embodies the kind of scheme that we run at Auburn.
1: Yeah, I agree. I, I think you put it well and you know, he's he's a, a standout at North Shore and uh very, very successful high school in the state of Texas and he's the number uh what is he, the number six dual threat quarterback and the number twenty player uh coming out of Texas in twenty twenty one and you know, like you mentioned, Chad Morris, that, that connection that he established while he was at Arkansas. Um, you know, he was he was the guy That Chad Morris really wanted when when he was still at Arkansas, and and you know it's just kind of showing that he's got some really strong Texas result or uh, Texas roots, and those are proving to um, you know get get some good results out of that state already. You know there already there's some some big signees in the class of 2020 that he helped us land, but like you said, you know Demetrius is you know he's he's what you think of when you think of a prototypical Auburn quarterback, so. Um, you know, really looking forward to yeah, a couple years with him, a few years with him. You know, we, we've we got Bo this year and, and probably next. And, and I think it'll be good for Demetrius to be able to kind of, you know, learn the speed of the game, the college game. It's so much different than high school. But I think um, having a year behind Bo, who who does, you know, don't forget Bo, Bo Nix was the number one dual threat quarterback in the country in 2019. But, um, you know, I think it'll be good for Demetrius to be able to kind of learn Behind him a little bit, have a have a full year under Chad Morris and Gus on and, and be able to step in when when Bo, um, you know, Bo heads to the next level, which I'm I think that he he's uh, well on his way to do. And Demetrius signs this past week. Um, you know, don't forget Aaron McLaughlin, who was class of 2021 quarterback, decommitted in February and is now committed to, uh, I believe, NC State. So uh, Demetrius, I think that the timing is perfect for us to be able to go after, a, you know, a stud quarterback like this guy with, you know, kind of being able to take over for for Bo. So, um, you know, like I said, good timing, good fit, good kid. Um, you chose Auburn over, you know, d- decommitted from Votech, committed to Auburn over Arizona State, Baylor, Arkansas as well. So like you said, this this kid could have could have gone anywhere, and he chose Auburn. So I think we're getting a really good one, Dallas.
2: Well, and let me say this, too. You know, you brought up Aaron McLaughlin. Um, you know, we talked we talked a fairly solid amount about him when he committed to Auburn. The guy, the kid is a really big-bodied quarterback and, and really could move really well for his size and could run the football if needed be. Um, but at, at the back of my mind during that whole conversation about him when we had it, um it it still reigns true to me that he really wasn't the type of quarterback that Auburn, you know, should really be using unless they just go to a totally different system and you know that's not happening. Um we we run what we run and I just you know when he committed I was like, "Oh, it's great, you know, hey, we we're getting a quarterback who who is really talented." But at the same time it it kind of scared me too thinking back to all that with Sean White and you know, just some of those guys who really just did not fit the bill of what we were doing. Um, and, and, you know, Jeremy Johnson was kind of the same way, and it just didn't work out. Um, I think what sets this apart um, is that this kid really is um, kind of true to what we do. He he runs that, uh, he's able to run that zone read offense, he's able to run you know, any kind of situation spread-wise that we want to put him in. And, and here's what I think sets him apart from a lot of different guys. You know, I kind of mentioned it earlier, and, and I think this is really what stands out to me. Um, and, and you'll you'll probably appreciate this comparison. But, um, you know, a lot of quarterbacks, one of the biggest things that you look for in a quarterback is the ability in a high-stress situation or, or in a high-momentum situation how are they going to step in to a situation like that and respond and perform? Um, If you get down and you need to come back, how are they going to step into that situation and respond? If the crowd noise is getting too loud, how are they going to step in and and respond and perform? Um, If there's somebody on the defense that is just attacking, 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 how are they going to respond to that? And and how are they going to get in the game and make a difference? Um, And in that respect, I think that this is where... Demetrius Davis really shines um, with his head and with his brain and his ability to think and respond to high-pressure situations. And, and the the comparison that I want to make with that is, at Auburn, you know, there's been some quarterbacks who were able to do that. There's been some quarterbacks that weren't. Um, and while he what, I wouldn't call him a dual-threat quarterback and I wouldn't call him just some amazing mobile quarterback, I would say in terms of the headspace and the ability to not get flustered and, and you know, kind of lose his headspace, I think Jason Campbell is a good comparison here in terms of the ability to make plays and the ability to kind of think about things when you get in the game and, and be able to make a difference. Um, Jason Campbell was kind of a little bit different in that respect of some of the quarterbacks that I've seen at Auburn because I've seen quarterbacks at Auburn who got in the game and got flustered and weren't able to, you know, produce in those high-intensity situations. And and I never did see that be a problem with Jason Campbell in his time at Auburn. He was somebody who was calm, cool, and collected. He was somebody who – uh made the plays when he needed to make the plays and didn't let the moment get too big for him and that two thousand and four season really showed shored that up for him. Um and and he was really good at that. And so I see that a lot in this kid and I see, you know, that as being a comparison that you can draw here. Um and I think in terms of being a quarterback and being a successful quarterback, especially in the Southeastern Conference you've got to be able to step into some high-intensity situations and deliver. And uh, a lot of that has to do with your headspace and and where and what are you thinking about and, you know, where am I, how am I going to make this work? And uh, I think Demetrius Davis is, is going to be a smart kid, and I think he's going to be a lot like Jason in that aspect of, you know, being able to stay calm, cool, and collected. And I think Bo Nix is really going to be that way too by the time it's all said and done at Auburn.
0: Hey, Auburn family, we're going to take a quick breather from this episode to bring you an important message. One of the most well-known things about Auburn fans is how loyal they are, and we show that loyalty by the colors that we wear. Let us help you stock up on those colors by going over to our tpublic.com store. There you'll find a variety of merchandise geared towards designs based on E2C Network and Auburn content. While TeePublic is known for their t-shirts, they have a wide selection of merchandise options for you to select one of these designs to be put on. They also have other types of apparel, stickers, mugs, and much more. Here's the beauty of it. Your purchase will help support this network and the content that we regularly produce. The purchase will also go to support independent artists who put a lot of hard work into designing these concepts, especially for you, the Auburn family. And did I mention that they regularly have sales? T-shirts for thirteen dollars? You have to be kidding me! If you're ready to explore your purchase options, head on over to tpublic.com/store/e2c-network. You can also get there by going to our website at e2cnetwork.com/support. Now that you've got some options to suit up for game day, let's head back into this episode.
1: All right, Dallas. So that's Demetrius Davis. He's going to be a stud for us in the coming years. Um, picked up a few more commits the same day. A couple more. Um, two teammates out of a school in Florida, Trinity Catholic. Uh, Dallas, tell me, tell me about these two guys. These two monsters. These two monster men.
2: Yeah, I think I think you just kind of summed it up. Two big, two biggins. I mean, really and truly, these guys are two guys that have a lot of upside um a lot of height to them and you know uh i always like you know the super tall offensive linemen um like king dunlap you know like the six foot eight six foot nine big tall boys um and these guys both are six foot seven you know uh caleb johnson six foot seven 295 pound four-star offensive tackle um, and Garner Langlow, six seven, two hundred and seventy 270 pounds, three-star offensive tackle. Um, I think they both have a lot of good upside to them. I think they both are very raw in their abilities, which means there's a lot of room for growth. Um, and I think that coach Bicknell is just the right guy to, to kind of bring them in and teach them to be really good and, and bring out their full potential. Um, you know, I, I think that there's a lot that they can learn. Um, like I said, they're 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 both, you know, they play together, so they're teammates at Trinity Catholic. And uh, you know, I think it's one of those things where there's just a lot they can learn. There, there's things that stand out on their tape, and then there's some things that stand out that you you see that they can work on. Um, and so, you know, when you get kind of raw talent like that, it's just one of those things where you you just you know that you can mold them into what you'd like for them to be and for what you'd like to see based on the offense that we run. Um, and so it's going to be exciting to see how they frame out. It's going to, you know, they're, they're going to add some, some weight when they get to Auburn, um, probably get over that 300 pound threshold. And, uh, that's going to be exciting to see how, you know, that develops. And, uh, you never know with these guys whether they'll end up projecting as a tackle or a guard, but, but they're both tackles, uh, for their, for their high school team. Uh, I think the thing that stands out to me, and and you, you may see this too with Garner Langlow is where there's raw talent with him. There's a lot of mean streak in him. Um, uh, there's a will to get the job done when you watch him play. And, uh, and he, he's the three-star guy. And, uh, to be honest, I expect him to get a fourth star by the time this thing's all said and done with the way that he plays and the way that he works. Um, I just see that main streak in him when I watch him and, and that's what I like. You know, I like to see the main streak from the big nasties up front.
1: So this is our second and third offensive line commit of the 2021 class. The other one is going to go on the all time Auburn name team, Jamirian Gooch, your boy. Um, Gooch, I can see – Gooch is uh, three – I want to say Gooch is like 350. Like he's a very, very big boy. I can see him moving over to guard. Um, You know, in the high school level he's playing at tackle. But, um, you know, just kind of the way that I see them projecting. I can can see Langlo and and Caleb Johnson both staying as tackles. But I I think Jamarian Gooch moves over to um, offensive guard once he gets to Auburn. Um. Yeah. So yeah, I I think though with the three of those guys, that's a that's a pretty solid start. Um. You know, we'll we'll continue to to look in the offensive line market as well as the defensive line. Always those two. Um. You know, the offensive and defensive line, like those are two places where we're always going to add what we can. You know, if if we can get a couple more more good ones, then we're, then we're going to go for them. But um. Yeah, I think that's a really good start to the class, and so um
2: hey i'm gonna tell you something that's that's uh auburn family that's a big old gooch there now <laughs> <laughs> i mean i'm telling you
1: gooch is very uh you know he's he can he can definitely plug a hole so
2: <laughs> 350 pounds boy
1: yes um anyway gooch gooch is gonna be i, I think uh, as at a guard he's the He's out of the Kings Academy in Seymour, uh, Seymour, Tennessee. A couple more guys you want to talk about, or um, we can pretty much wrap up the show in, in just a little bit here. But let's talk real quick. Uh, the rest of the 2021 class, we'll just kind of go through them. Um, Lee Hunter, he's getting a lot of interest from Alabama. He's a defensive tackle out of you, – do you call it Blount County or Blount County? I call it Blount. Okay, that's what I call it too. Um number 60 overall player in the country. He's a stud. I think that he might be the next, uh, Derek Brown. I think a lot of people think that, um, next guy, Armani Goodwin out of Hewitt Trustville, ACL injury, his junior year, hoping to see him bounce back and have a successful and healthy senior year. Um, another top 100 player running back. I I see him as kind of being an athlete to me. I think a lot of Ryan Davis, when I think of Armani Goodwin, um, we talked about Caleb Johnson and Garner Langlo at a Trinity Catholic. And um, Tavares Dawson, another recent commit out of Lehigh Senior High School in Lehigh Acres, Florida. This dude, um, he's an athlete. He is, he is an absolute stud. And um, another Florida guy. Like I said, we've got uh, four four commits from the state of Florida already. I've talked about it on a couple episodes. If you can go into Florida, Texas, California and recruit well, then you're going to have a pretty talented team. But, um, Philip O'Brien jr. My notes for Philip O'Brien jr. Consist of four letters. S T U D. This dude is a stud. Philip O'Brien jr. Cannot wait to see him get on the planes. He's a safety. Um, and then Jamarian Gooch, we just talked about him. So that is so far the class of 2021. And Going into May, I think there were a lot of Auburn fans who were a little worried, thinking, uh, you know, we're off to such a slow start. Well, May has picked up, just like last year. We had a really, really hot July, August, June even, um, you know, picked up some really big names in the later part of last year's uh, recruiting season. And this year, you know, May, we're getting started off again, and we're, we're really picking up some steam. So as we sit right now, we're number 24 in the nation fifth in the sec uh according to 247 and then rivals has us at 23rd nationally sixth in the sec they're showing a little more love to texas a&m so but we're we're kind of right there uh neck and neck with texas a&m as as far as recruiting goes right now but let's just let's just get off topic real quick and i think in the recruiting football recruiting world right now i think you just got to talk about this for even if it's just for a minute what's going on with tennessee
2: yeah i I, you know when you were talking about just a few seconds ago um about how it's you know auburn fans don't panic you know we're we're kind of listen we're we're still a little early you know we're still a little early in this cycle right now and so there is no need to panic but i mean you know auburn's got what eight commits right now and uh you know Tennessee's got i believe like 21 22 which is absolutely ridiculous somebody's cranking out the benjamins over there um
1: they've got 13 commits in the last 40 days maybe
2: yeah i, I and, and hey and no no like no slight that these are good ones these are like these are four and five stars uh and so listen Jeremy Pruitt is is a solid guy he's a solid coach um but hey i mean listen i i don't know if i want to i don't know if i want to completely crap on tennessee right now but uh uh, something's something's in the water over there right now and i don't know what it is i don't know if it's just a big money-making machine or uh or or something something something's funky uh because i like jeremy pruitt all right but i don't know if i'd want to go there and play for the big orange uh but hey you know these kids that's their decision but something something's funky i don't know what do you think
1: well two things that i take from that is one in 2018 we lost to tennessee i was at that game and it was it was just one of those games where we could just we had we could not get it going and you know on top of that tennessee played the best game that they played in four or five years but um i knew after that game i was like you know what like Yes, it's an SEC team. It's not something. It's a it's a traditional blue blood, a powerhouse that you probably typically wouldn't necessarily like hang your head about losing to them. But I knew after that game, I was like, you know what? We don't get Tennessee every year. We don't get them every every four years. I think it's every what five or six years that we that we play them. And we had them, you know, we let it slip. So we let that slip away, and and it was a bummer. And I knew right then and there, I was like, man you know it was a that was a wasted opportunity to to beat one of the you know traditional powerhouses in college football, but um the other thing is you know that just goes to show how quick how how quickly things can change in the recruiting world like it could in a matter of you know two three weeks a month you can go from having a barely top one hundred team to having a top twenty five team um you know another school that we're not gonna really talk too much about or maybe really at all, but USC Southern California, you know, 2019, it was embarrassing. Like the, the class that they have in 2019 was, was bad, or maybe it was 2020. Um, you know, it was shameful. It was embarrassing. And then all of a sudden they're top five, top 10 program as far as recruiting goes right now. So, um, you know, don't, don't ever put too much, you know, weight into recruiting. Cause things could change, you know, on, on the flip of a coin, they could change just like that. So, our fans be patient. Um like we said, we we are picking up, but it could it could change. We can we could become a top 5 top 5 top 2 team, you know, in just a matter of weeks it all, it all, you know, kind of depends on on what these kids are thinking and and so uh, you know, don't get down on us. Don't get uh don't ever count us out.
2: No. Hey, and and let me let me do something because uh you've you've done opened up the can of worms and and opened up the ability to stir the pot today uh and i i don't know i've kinda i've kinda gotten accustomed and used to uh stirring the pot on this show a little bit uh so i'll turn i'll turn that one i'll turn that one around and and uh and kind of lean this one and let you uh hit this for me uh what is uh what is coach Chiswick smoking uh when he goes out there and names his top five s e c quarterbacks and puts Kellen Mond from Texas A&M in the top 5 SEC quarterbacks and leaves Bo Nix
1: out. Listen, I know you've been outspoken on Kellen Mond. I think Kellen Mond's solid. He's like a middle of the pack SEC quarterback, but Mac Jones wasn't Mac Jones on his list, top 5 list. Well, hey, yes,
2: but the thing about it is is like with Kellen Mond, Kellen Mond to me it's like I can name like eight SEC quarterbacks I think that are better than Kellen Mond. I think Mac Jones I think Mac Jones will probably be better than him.
1: Yeah, it, it's I, I don't get it. That was everyone's really high on trask right now, which I don't know. Oh
2: yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't get that either, but based off of just that one year. But like the thing is, is like you're gonna put you're gonna put Kellen Mond in the top five SEC quarterbacks, leave Bo Nicks off. Well, Bo Nix went into College Station and beat Kellen Mond. And, I mean, I'm just saying, I'm just saying the SEC Freshman of the Year did not get put in the top five SEC quarterbacks. It's a little, like, you know, it's a little little crazy to me. But, you know, I just don't I don't see it with Kellen Mond. And, and he may come out and light everybody up this next year, but I just don't
1: see it. Yeah, I don't see it either. Um I think that Bo Nix is definitely top five, if not a top three SEC quarterback returning next year. I think I think the sky's the limit for Nix, but um <laughs> that's funny. That's funny that uh, you know, Kellen Mond is getting so much love and Kyle Trask getting so much love and was it was it based off of one game or one season with Kyle Trask? I don't know. Um, but he, he, the two of them are definitely getting a lot of love and some of some of the other quarterbacks I can see it. Those two, I'm not big on them. You know, if you are, that's totally fine. That's up to you. But um, anyway, Dallas, anything else you want to go over before we uh, head out of here today?
2: Yeah, I want to, uh, before we go, I just want to make people aware of one one kid to watch for. Um, you know, we'll talk, you know, eventually we'll talk about uh, Jaquincy Kool-Aid McKinstry, uh, who released his top five, you know, this week. We'll talk about him probably next time, but... Um, there's a kid coming up um, down in my neck of the woods, and uh, he's probably, I mean, you know, maybe 30 minutes, 45 minutes away from where I am at Highland Home, Alabama, Highland Home High School, the Flying Squadron. Um, his name is Keldrick Falk. Auburn fans, be aware of him. Uh, watch his tape. Um, 6'5, 230 pound, weak side defensive end out of Highland Home. Class of 2023. So he's got several years left in high school, but the offers are already rolling out. He's going to get an offer from Alabama. He's going to get an offer from Auburn eventually. And uh there's a lot of upside there. And over the next two recruiting cycles, this could get interesting. And uh the thing about him is he pops off any kind of block really quick to make any play. Got impressive size for his age. And he's intelligent. He's an intelligent playmaker. Um, just a name to watch for over the coming years. Um, look him up. Look him up. Get familiar with him. His recruitment's probably going to be a fun one to watch.
1: That's that's exciting stuff, man. That's you guys heard it here first. You heard it here first from Dallas Ham, um, Keldrick Falk. Big athlete. Big athletic, weak side defensive end.
2: Yep. Just just be on be on the lookout. And it's like Justin said, you heard it here first. He's he still got like two years remaining in high school, so. Uh, class of 2023. Uh, Let's, let's be on the lookout.
1: Awesome. All right. Well, Dallas, man, it's been fun getting back into the studio, uh, recording with you and guys look forward to the next few episodes. We'll be coming out a little more frequently and some smaller, more, uh, digestible episodes for you guys to listen into. And Dallas, that's all I got. Everyone. Thanks for coming in. War Eagle.
2: War Eagle, everybody.